And back as always for another episode of the Ads and Dunks podcast, exclusively brought to you by the Oz American Aces. My name's Adam Chalor, and of course, my best mate on the other end, Joshy Dunkley. How are we going, mate? I'm going all right. Thanks, mate. It's been a uh, bit of a different week this week. Obviously, a good one. Both getting wins. Uh, again, the winning trend continues. How have you been? You feeling good? Feeling good. That trend is bizarre at the moment. I feel like it well and truly is following us, um, you know, into our uh, into our careers away from each other. But we'll touch on that um, a little bit later. But no, nah, my week was good. I um, I'm sporting a nice little uh, black eye. Usually, uh, out of the two of us, <laughs> you would never, ever, ever predict for me to have the black eye and you not to have the black eye. Um, clearly, uh, you're the one who's in and under more than what I am. So. Um, Bragging rights this week for me. <laughs> it's good. Maybe uh, since I've left, you've had to do a bit more of the hard yards, mate. It's funny because when I um when I actually had the collision, I think it was with um, Bracer in the middle, smacked my eye and um, I could see it was kind of closing a little bit. And anyway, at the end of the game, the boys were like, oh, it's going to be a nice one throughout the week. And um, my first thought was like, oh, I can't wait to show Dunks this. This is cool. You're a black guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> oh, so man. good. I've never had a black eye in a game and I've uh well I've never came away from a game with a black eye, so now I know um now I know how you feel. But no, other than that, it was a good week, other than the footy side of things. Um it was obviously our first game post the bye and felt so refreshed throughout the week. It's crazy how the bye itself, um even though I'd missed I've missed four games this year, the bye itself just refreshes you up and um, you know, you go into the games and, um, you know, the first game, obviously we played Frio a couple of days ago, but even now this week, I feel great. I just feel really good. You just you can never take for granted how good you feel post by. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a nice one to mentally refresh and physically refresh. I'll tell you what I actually have been doing a little bit of this week and, uh, you probably, yo, we definitely know cause I know you do it. Um, I've been doing quite a few playbook coaches, um, nice little shout oh, yeah. out to Playbook, which is, um, I feel like it's a great platform because, well, one, you get to obviously be able, whatever it may be, it's not just AFL specific um, for the people and for our listeners out there that don't know, there's people on, there's athletes on there that play, you know, rugby league, um, male and female, by the way, uh, AFL, I've seen some netball as well, I've seen some soccer as well, and I've actually spent um yeah the last week doing quite a few playbooks it's always so good when you go out and spend i don't know you and i talk on the phone about it you were telling me the other day about it um it's it's always so nice to go out and you know spend an hour or so with you know whatever age the kid may be and it just takes you away from your own footy stuff and you know makes you appreciate i guess football in general yeah for sure i said i think i said to you the other day it's just so satisfying when you're teaching young kids or whoever it might be, you know, might be an 18-year-old kid that wants to learn more. But when you see them learning and seeing them implement the skills that you're teaching them, it's just so satisfying. Like I can see how, like, I think I feel like they enjoy it, but also we enjoy it too. So um, it's a great platform to get involved in, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I um, as I said, now that I've been trying, because like, sometimes it's hard because, you know, we got to schedule this in our own time. And um, a lot of the times I schedule – you know what I'm like. I'm, I'm terrible at scheduling and I always accept it and it would be on a main day when I can't get there and it's just like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I've got main session today. I can't do this. But, um, yeah, the fact that when you actually get there and you spend the time with them, it's always um, it's always something that I appreciate doing and I know the kids get a great um, deal of joy out of it. I've I seen this kid today and, yeah, had a great time with him. He had the number one jersey on, uh, Western Bulldogs jersey, and the common question was, oh, do you miss Dunks? Do you miss Dunks? This and that. Oh, Brisbane's my second favourite team. I really love watching Brisbane <laughs> now, and um, it's quite funny. And, and something else, actually, I did this week that, again, I know I snapped you because I always snap it to you. Um, been on the slow cooker recipes again, and uh, I reckon I nailed um, the spag bowl pregame. So I did the pasta from the pasta machine that we've spoken about. And I know, um, I know, Mum's a big fan of it. So, thanks for listening, as always, Mum. Um, I made Mum uh, some pasta from the pasta machine and a slow cooked bolognese. And oh, I tell you what, I need to do something <laughs> for you. You need to do that for me. Well, I need to do something because I don't think <laughs> you've never really, you've never really tasted anything that I've cooked. Well, that is true. I actually remember coming to your house and cooking for you. So. Uh, Maybe next time I come to your house, you need to cook for me for once. Yeah, maybe I do. Every time I do something, I'm thinking far out. 
Why didn't I do this when Josh was here? I should have made him some food. <laughs> but um, was there anything was there anything exciting or random that happened in your week this week before we uh, start our show? No, not really, mate. Not really. It was a pretty stock standard week. Um, Thursday night footy made the week really short, so uh, got to spend a little bit of time over the weekend just chilling out and um, went to the actually went to the Broncos Dolphins mm-hmm. game on Saturday night, which was pretty cool at the Gabba. So a different one. Normally it's played at Suncorp, but they have uh, I think because the World Cup soccer, I think the Women's World Cup um, is here at the moment. So. Um, mm-hmm. They've been kicked off Suncorp and had to go to the Gabba, and that was pretty cool watching it there. Do they build up the rivalry in in that? Obviously, that's obviously the rivalry, the Queensland rivalry. Well, not the Brisbane. It's more so the Brisbane rivalry, right? Yeah, it's the it's the Brisbane rivalry. But yeah, it was it was actually pretty cool to see because the crowd was, I think, it was only about twenty or forty more than what we had on Thursday night. So mm. for a big derby, you could call it in the NRL, being at the the Brisbane Cup. Um, to have a similar crowd on Thursday night footy is promising. It's good for AFL Queensland. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty cool too when um, they use the – obviously the NRL get a chance to use the AFL fields. I know our game on Saturday, Arvo, Storm and the Panthers played on the Friday night and um, they still had the markings out on the ground. Not You couldn't really see them, but you could tell where the thing was and um, Libra and I were joking about imagine if we you know, had a centre bounce clearance and because the try line was right – right where you broke the paint inside 50. Imagine if oh, you know, yeah. Libba handballed to me and I slipped for a try or something mid-game, something stupid that we, <laughs> we're talking about. But, yeah, it's pretty cool they um they use the AFL ovals. But, ah, oh, it's good, mate. I um I, uh, I did see a bit of that game. And, um, you know, the, the, your boys, the Dolphins, who, for what it's worth, you were a big Storm fan. And um, our listeners out there obviously now know that you're a big Dolphins fan. You've definitely jumped ship. And all I'm saying is once Storm – you know, make the finals and they're up there. <laughs> it's got me hat here, mate. It's got me <laughs> hat on. Once they're up there and the Dolphins don't make the uh, the top eight, um, you can't jump ship back to the storm. No, nah, I'm not going to jump ship. That's I, I don't think that's going to be a um, issue for me. I still I saw I actually saw money on the plane. Came months on, uh, back to Melbourne two weeks ago, but before we played the Saints and having a good chat to him. So I've still got good connections. It's oh, just. I know. I'm a I'm a Finns boy now, mate, and living in Brizzy. Probably should be a Broncos boy, but um, Fusi and the boys and Shawnee Sullivan and Tommy Gilbert, they all get around us at the footy club, so uh, it's hard not to support them. No, that's good. Uh, we we love the NRL. Um, oh, I guess we'll we'll move on and we'll start off with uh, the crazy trend and bizarre trend, as we touched on earlier, that is still continuing in our footy journey away from each other. Um, you won on the weekend, and I won on the weekend. Crazy. Yeah. Well, it is it is strange because it's becoming a thing now where it, whoever plays first, if they lose, I feel like it's a bit like, oh, we're in trouble here. <laughs> yeah. We play first this week on the Friday. You guys play on the Saturday, Arvo, don't you? 145? Yeah, that's correct. Yep. So you know, obviously, and it's a big task this week for us. It's going to be, I'll touch on that a bit later. It's a very big task. So um, we'll see. We'll see if this is the week. Um, you know, what happens? And I hope it's the week that it continues where we just can continue winning, that is, not losing, because um it's always nice winning. Um but yeah, as it soon is. as I seen as soon as I seen you guys won, um and well, I kind of knew that game was over well and truly early because you guys dominated, I thought, here we go, we're gonna win this. <laughs> I'm uh I'm I'm pumped that the streak's still going. Um and I guess we'll touch on that a little bit later, but you potentially may not be playing this week, which is uh which is a bit of a shame, but um, oh, we may as well we may as well we may as well move into the review. We'll start off with you. Obviously, we won't uh, we won't talk about the game. We're going to talk about you individually first. Um, yeah, seeing you on the bench a little bit in that third quarter, and and you were pointing to somewhere lower body, and you never ever you never complain about injuries, and you always just get on with it. And when it, when you were when I seen you do that, I thought, oh, he must actually be sore here because he'd never. Never complains. Um, can you run us through how your body feeling? What's happened? Subbed out at three quarter time. Give us the rundown. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a strange one because I actually felt the first half. I felt really good. First quarter, um, second quarter played out the way that it did, and you know we were going really well. And I felt like I was covering the ground. You know, it just felt like I was feeling really good body wise, and we were going well as a team. So went into half time pretty happy, and then sat down and pretty much 
cool down as you do. You have your chat with your lines and stuff like that. And then you go into a coach's meeting and, and run through what you want the second half to look like and things you can improve. And I sort of stood up after that and I was like, geez, my, like my calf feels really tight, like really tight. And it's strange because I've had a, I've had a few corkies in my calves the last few weeks and I had a really bad one. I remember talking about it on the podcast against Adelaide before the buy. So, um, it was lucky that I had that week off because I probably would have had to take a week off then. But potentially that could have hung around and the swelling and all that was in there. And I just thought it might have just flared up a little bit and I might have got another corky. So started running, went back out on the ground and tried to warm up and I was no good. Like everyone was – I yelled out to the physios, the boys were in the huddle and I was just on the mm. ground to the side like in the forward pocket trying to get treatment, trying to get freed up. And um, yeah, it was very bizarre. So – Went to the center bounce and I just, I pretty much limped to the center bounce and um, wasn't feeling great. And I said to, I think, Huey McCluggage because he was, I wasn't meant to go off the ground until about 16 minutes in or 15 minutes into the quarter. And Huey was our first rotation. So I said to him, mate, you take mine. I've got to go early. So I went off at about three minutes in, first opportunity, and then um, got some treatment. And I thought, you know, started to feel a little bit better, loosened up and came back on and, I actually ran out the quarter. So, like, I ran out the rest of the quarter and started feeling good. So, it was weird that then post-game, you know, coming off the track, it just got sore and sore and now it's really tight. So, um, it's not probably looking great for me this week, uh, but hopefully back next week or the one after that. Yeah, it is quite frustrating because I know you, obviously, you you message me. Well, as we do, we message, I wish you were okay. But you asked me, you know, what is it, what does something, what does it, um, strain I guess feel like and um you kind of gave me your your answer but it must be frustrating because you know you've um and and as you said hopefully it's only if you do miss this week hopefully it's only one week and no, nothing longer than that but it must be frustrating because um you, again you're putting some really good footy together and you're you know not just really good you should be in all Australian contention and um you know playing some great footy it must be annoying that um, you have a little setback and miss a game. Just yeah, how are you feeling more so um, mentally from that um, point of view? Because you know you you've knock on wood been really good for two seasons now, where you haven't really had an injury and um, well, an injury that's kept you out. You've had injuries, but not injuries to keep you out. Um, yeah. You must be uh, pretty frustrated that that's the case at the moment. Oh yeah, for sure. Because and I've never done a soft tissue before either, so. For something like that to happen is very rare and I'm not too sure why. And, you know, you sit there and you're just thinking through your head, like, what did I do? Like, what have I done wrong? Is there something I I didn't do that I normally would? So, yeah, a lot of frustration crept in. I remember um, when I found out that I was probably going to miss this week. um, Yeah, your heart just drops because I I don't like missing games of football. And um, when you get told that, like, it's – it's a bit sad because you, you know, that's what we're there to do. We're there to play games of footy, and um, I want to be out there for my team and play my role and and hope that helps us win. And I'm not going to be able to do that this week, which is disappointing. But as you said, hopefully it's um, hopefully it's next week. But yeah, it was a it was a whirlwind of a. I've never been subbed out before. I've never like experienced that and what that was like. I tried not to get subbed out, so <laughs> try to play on a calf. It was um, was that I was saying was fine at the time because adrenaline and stuff like that was kicking in. And then uh, sure enough, it, was, it wasn't it was great. So, yeah, disappointing. And But, you know, life goes on, mate. Got to keep moving on and uh, I'll do the rehab and hopefully be back next week. Fingers crossed, Eddie. Yeah, and you're right. It isn't fun getting subbed out. It absolutely sucks sitting there. You feel like, feel like one, you just feel like a slack ass pretty much because you're sitting there and, Oh, it's no fun, especially when you're injured. I uh, thought about throwing the mouth guard too when I was on the pine, <laughs> just just to do a little um, <laughs> replay you of you. <laughs> Speaking of um, doing thing for for each other, the amount of post game when I was when we won our game, we were celebrating on the boundary line, like high fiving. The amount of um, not just kids but adults as well throwing up the uh, Oz American Aces sign was unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> it was it's unbelievable. Good. I'm getting the same, mate. I get the same at the Gabba. That's for sure. Yeah, well, I was I was, I was uh, disappointed I couldn't kick a goal and um, hopefully there's not a countdown for me now to kick it and then celebrate it. But what about your game itself? Um, obviously, the game was, uh, yeah, it was clearly 
dominated one side. Richmond are one of the, you know, I f- we all believe like, and still more than capable of, um, you know, playing some really good footy and playing finals footy, but they were flying into the weekend and you were able to, you know, seriously stop them in their tracks and um, a- end up winning dominantly. Um yeah, you guys must be just extremely confident at the moment with how you guys are going about it and um, the fact that no matter who you're coming up against, you're probably going to, you know, play your brand and, and give yourself a good chance to win. Yeah, it is promising. I mean, you go into the weekend or last weekend against the Tigers knowing that they were playing some really good footy. I think they won three of their last four and lost to Port by 10 points or so, um, yeah, prior to that. So it was a, yeah, it was a huge game for us and I think the way that we approached it was awesome. Um Talked about it post game, I think on uh, with I think I did an interview with Jude Bolton, but I just talked about how you know priding ourselves on our defense, and it's been something that we've been working away at all year. Started back in the preseason, and um, I think that's really stemming like the rest of our game. It's really helping us play the the offensive style that we want to because of our good team defense, and everyone's buying into that, which is great. So yeah, it was promising to see that. You know, sometimes you might not kick straight as straight as what we did the other night. Like I think early in the first quarter, we were kicking a lot of points and it was a bit frustrating. But then to then kick all these goals and everything sort of come through with, um, well, it was it was just a lot more like I feel like it was clarity and everyone just knew exactly what they had to do on the day. And um, it was great to to feel that out there because the belief then kicks in and you start to think, well, we can do this to anyone in the competition. So. Uh, hopefully that continues on this weekend. Obviously, I won't be out there, but um, I'm sure the boys will do a great job. Yeah, it just you, you're spot on. It looked like um, you know you turn the ball over in dangerous spots and just slingshot it the other way, and your forwards are just you know I think Eric Hipwood's playing some really good footy. His last month or so has been unbelievable, and the way he's jumping at the footy's been um, you know, incredible and, and obviously Joe Danaher ended up kicking five and taking several marks and, you know, and just, you know, again, it, it must just, um, excite you the fact that these guys, Cam Rayner, um, Charlie Cameron as well, obviously these guys, uh, Link McCarthy as well was awesome. I just keep reeling off these guys cause I can picture them just dominating. It must be, yeah, exciting for you as you just, you did just say that, um, you know, they can do it every week, but the fact that, you know, these guys are playing some really good footy right now come, you know, the last month and a half of footy. Must be really exciting going forward. Yeah, it is. It is very nice and it's good for those boys too because a lot of them, like, talk about, you know, Link McCarthy, for example. He's been doing all the selfless stuff all year and hasn't really got his turn and, and lick of the ice cream, some would say. And, you know, on the weekend he did because uh, that's just what happens. Is, you know, you keep doing the, the things for the team and then all of a sudden you'll start to get the – reward that you deserve so um it's great recognition for someone like him who's been working away and doing all the little things that not many people see and then all of a sudden you know he has a great game like that so it is promising and yeah we've just got to now keep it going and um hopefully that holds us in good stead towards the back end of the year we don't really talk about Lockie neil obviously um we always talk about charlie cameron and we've mentioned will ashcroft quite a bit quite a bit this year um I, I could swear his season is quietly going under the radar yet again. Um, do you reckon he'll be right up there in the Brownlow? Oh, I do, yeah. Just from – because I know that I've played with him and every time – you know, you look at the games that we've won, every time we've won, he's uh, he's been right up there in probably the mm. – or arguably the best on ground. So I think he'd have a lot of three-vote games that would be challenging probably right up the top. And you must love um, – you know, you – I guess, t- like, tell us, tell, I guess, the listeners a little bit about how not lucky you are because I'm sure Lockie Neal feels the same, but, you know, the fact that you're able to run out there week in, week out, and you're able to play with Mark Bonapelli. I mentioned, obviously, Bond because he's a champion and Libra and these guys, but now he gets to run out next to um, a guy like Lockie Neal who no doubt he's going to go down as one of the, you know, well, modern day of our era greats of the game. It must be something that you pinch yourself about a little bit. Absolutely. I reckon we talked about this like way back when I first got traded was to to run out there alongside someone like Lockie and he's been really good to me from day one, um, even prior to the trade and all that getting done, reaching out and, and we caught up and things like that. So mm. he's been a, a really good friend of mine and um, it's nice to be able to run out there and, and play together now and really help each other, you know, each other's games, I think, go to new levels and 
not a, not only us two, but the rest of the midfield group. Like he's he's our co-captain, so he helps lead the team. Um, not only the mids, but the forwards and the backs. And his communication out on the ground is really good. It's actually, um, yeah, probably up there with some of the best that I've seen in terms of the the way that he helps the team and the way that he's always thinking about you know everyone else um, apart from himself. So it's a credit to him. And yeah, I do pinch myself running out there uh, with him because he is going to be one of the greats of, the, of all time in this era. So um, yeah, pleasure to do it. And um, I actually let him know that last week because it was his milestone game against the Tigers. I think it was his 100th game for the Brizzy Lions last weekend. So it was nice to get the win for him too. Yeah, no doubt. Absolute superstar. And you also must be loving these primetime slots. Yeah, it is nice. Well, I suppose when you're, you're winning games of footy, you get those primetime slots and you know, we get to play on the Thursday, Friday nights. Even Saturday nights a good slot, um, I feel, these days. So um, loving it at the moment. And, yeah, we just got to keep going towards the back end. Yep, no, I agree. We um, Every time we get an opportunity to play in the primetime slots, that's something that I look forward to. And, and we've obviously got a game no bigger this week against the, the mighty Magpies. I was going to say, you're uh, you're up and about. You love playing against your old mob in the Magpies. You've, I think last time you took out the three votes in the Brownlow. So um, <laughs> you better be... Uh, Better be up there again, mate. How are you feeling about that one? I think I honestly think that you boys are a huge chance in this game. Yeah, I think they were my only votes for the Brownlow um, <laughs> in, in that year. I think that was last year. But no, I, I um feeling really good. I love uh, – I, yeah, it, it's something now that I, I really look forward to. I um I watch Collingwood closely. I always will. I reckon I will to the day that um, I retire and even beyond that. Um, and yeah, the, them and Port Adelaide are two of the – Clearly, standout teams at the moment, and obviously you guys as well. But um, I'm, I'm extremely excited. I love the fact that um, it's at Marvel. Definitely a fast track. Um, you know, don't have to worry about you know weather conditions, especially in the middle of July or it, it's the first week of July. But it's absolutely freezing and raining every day. So um, I don't know if you've seen MCG games lately, but a lot of them have been wet and windy. So um, Although I would love to play at the G, but I'm just really excited that, um, you know, it's going to be obviously under the roof, fast track, really looking forward to, you know, what our best footy can can bring and, and how we stack up against, you know, the well, the informed team and, and right up there as the best team in the competition. Yeah, it's going to be a huge game. Probably before we touch on any more, I probably should talk about last week because I just talked about my game last week, but the, um, the Frio game, I was... I was sitting there watching and kicking back on the couch and I thought, you know, you boys are going to run away with it here in the last, in the third quarter, three quarter time. And, um, Frio got the first two goals. How are you, how are you feeling after that? Um, oh, obviously, you know, it's never, it's never nice to start off a quarter where, you know, and the, and the two goals were really quick. Um, they weren't, you know, they didn't, they, they weren't like staggered. They, they kicked it really quick. They built a bit of momentum um, but I wasn't worried. I, I, um, you know, the unfortunate thing is we've kind of been in this situation a bit throughout the year, and I say unfortunate because I don't want to be in that situation where we're inconsistent throughout games, and um, that's one thing that I am extremely proud about. This group is we're always searching, regardless of whether we're winning or losing. Well, especially losing, you always are. But even when we're winning, we're, we're never satisfied. We're always searching. Walking off the ground, feeling you know, oh, could have done better here. We could have done better there. Um, you know, we had laps of a concentration for a five minute period here and whatnot. So we know the great teams, and and again, we look at your game for example. You guys ended up winning by however much you won by, and and from the very get go to the very end of the game, from from an outsider looking in, looked like you know you nailed everything to a T. And um, and no doubt you obviously have work ons, but from afar it looks like. You know, look at Brisbane. They're flying. They're they're defending really well. They're scoring really well. They've had a um, great game from start to finish. We want to be able to, you know, be able to deliver that and do that week in week out. And um, it was a bit like that on the weekend with the Freer game. And and to touch on those two goals in the first quarter, um, as I just said, unfortunately, it was like we'd been in this position for. So I didn't really um, doubt us or worry. I, I knew that. You know, let's just turn it here. Let's get back to how we want to play. Um, you know, we'd played well the first three quarters prior to those moments. And um, I felt as though as soon as we were able to kick a goal, that the momentum was going to swing our way, um, especially with the crowd. And, um, you know, it felt, um, you know, like, well, it was a Bulldogs crowd, clearly, because Freo are a traveling team. But I think there was only 
30,000 people there, but it felt like, um, you know, it was a lot more and a lot louder. And we, you know, we, we really, um, you know, gained some momentum off that and um, built off that. So, you know, once we were able to kick, you know, two or three goals and, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get out of the mess of, of it being a close game, we were able to, you know, play a lot more confidently. And that's what we did to finish that last quarter. And, um, again, really proud of the boys' efforts. Um, Freer, uh, again, no slouch there. They've played some great footy this year. They've beaten some great opposition. And, um, you know, we we, uh, we look to keep building and um, another pleasing performance. But now we look forward to, obviously, the Collingwood game this week. Yeah, it was, a, it was a huge moment in the game. I remember when I was watching and I actually reckon it was you and then Bont and then Libba, centre clearances in a row, three centre clearances in a row after the going down or being down in the last quarter. So huge moments and obviously leaders of the team that stand up and um but I do want to know what what were you talking about in that center bounce you know you, you you're down free I've kicked two in a row what do you talk about you come in you talk to Timmy or whoever was in the rock lobby at the time um what are you talking about as as players because it is a core midfield group that you've got in there now yeah it's a good question because sometimes it's um you know you don't know you know I find the great teams that I've been a part of, they always try and problem solve, um, especially when things aren't going your well, uh, going your way. And yeah, we, we were, it's not that like we were trying to problem solve. We were just trying to um, calm each other down and and give each other the confidence to get back to what we were doing prior to those two goals that were kicked. And, you know, you can talk about breakdowns, you know, where we turn the ball over, this and that. But we know in this moment, we always talk about you know, being in the moment, being present, present, being, um, you know, it might not be a day, but it could be a moment, that kind of mentality. And yeah, we just went back to um, wanting to do that. And we knew that started with us. And um, you talk about great leaders and, and that's obviously clearly led by Bont inside and um, and then Libra obviously um, doing his hard inside stuff. So, um, you know, we, we take great pride and responsibility in, in giving our you know, not just our fours, but our team, you know, our midfield, um, the reality is for us, it's a lot of the times our wins and losses are dictated off how we go as a midfield group. And um, yeah, we didn't, you know, I think Freya had a hundred, hundred plus more disposals than us, but um, our pressure and, and our tackling intent and our f- efficiency with our tackling, not just, you know, tackling our actual efficiency and being able to cough the ball over and win the ball back was probably the best we've done all year. Um you know, I know we had nine, we had 14 forward half turnovers and kicked nine goals from that, which is for all the stat heads out there, which is, which is incredible. That's an incredible strike rate. It's very rare. You, you usually need to run, you know, 30 to 35 forward half turnovers to kick nine or 10 goals. We were able to do it from 14 um, forward half turnovers. So, um, yeah, something that, you know, um, you know, you talk about the stuff you're proud of, very proud of that. Very proud that we've still been able to defend really well all throughout the year. We haven't really had a game where we haven't been able to do that other than the you know first two games. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was nice to get the win. But as you said, as I said, looking forward to to this week's game. Yeah, how much how much belief do you think it gives the rest of the group after being in that position and winning the way that you did? Do you think it's good for you know we're starting to see Mara really get back to his well, show us what he's capable of and what we've always known he's capable of and. The younger players, I thought Westy in the last quarter was huge, mm. came on and, and made an impact as sub. Like, How much belief do you reckon it gives a group that you know, no matter where you are and if you're down, that you can actually run out winners of the game? Yeah, an enormous amount. And I think you know, you mentioned Mara and you mentioned um, Westy and, and Westy definitely, he's, um, it's, it's never easy playing the sub and he came on in that last quarter and was an enormous difference for us. It was a big part of the reason why we were able to get on top. So full credit to Westy. Um, yeah, I, I think the belief, um, you know, grows uh, enormously because of the fact that it's we're not relying on it to be Bont to get us over the line or not relying for it to be Jackson McRae or Tom Libertore, Caleb Daniel. It's, you know, we want these guys to bring their best and, and to help us win. But when we can, you know, trust Mara to play the way that he's playing and, and you know, keep growing the way that he is. And then West to do the same thing. And guys like Lockie McNeil and Caleb Poulter who played his first game. These guys, Ryan Gardner, who's, you know, was one of the sole key defenders down there because Liam Jones is obviously out. Um, you know, when these guys can continue to perform and, and deliver when it, 
things need to be delivered and we need to actually you know, deliver to win the game. That's probably where the belief comes from because, you know, as I said, it's all well and good to rely on Bonte and these guys who have done it week in, week out. But when the players who, you know, aren't necessarily known for that start to do it more often and continuously do it, it builds this inner belief. And, and I know you know, you, you well and surely would know that. Um, it, builds, it builds an inner belief where, you know, when, when adversity is there throughout a game, you know, we have this belief that, oh, we're able to, you know, potentially get a roll on here or, you know, potentially yeah. turn it around and, and ultimately win the game. So, um, yeah, those guys, you know, you mentioned Mara. Mara is playing some really, really good footy. And, and I think the fact that um, it looks like he's just, you know, not looks like, I know he is, he's enjoying it. Um, he, he loves going out there and playing. I can see the energy that he brings. Um, he's flying for pretty much every ball that comes his way. And that's always been his biggest strength. And, um, you know, so some games where he, he, he may not clunk him, but there's games where he does, and he definitely did that on the weekend. So extremely proud of him being able to deliver and play extremely good game for us and um, continue to build from there. Yeah, no, it is, it's a it's a huge win for you boys and gets you back right up there in the hunt for, for top four too. I think you go equal on points with Melbourne after they lost. So um, it's huge. And yeah, looking forward to, as we talked about earlier, like Friday night against the Pies is going to be a massive game. And yeah, yeah, you talked about it a little bit. I think Geordie's back and you'll be looking forward to seeing him out there. Oh, no. I kind of wish he was uh, still not playing because he's, uh, he's an absolute superstar. But no, I am, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing him, um, you know, all the ex-teammates and, um, you know, we've, I've, uh, you know, spoken about my love for the guys. Jeremy Howe, obviously, is back, so I'm excited to play against Howie and and these guys. Um, yeah, it's a game that I um, always pencil in and, Always know when I'm when I'm going to be playing against Collingwood, so it's it's exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. You and Howie should uh, hitch a ride together to Marvel Stadium. You just mm. live around the corner, don't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we could. We could. <laughs> usually, usually we'd have like a little shoot around or something on the basketball court. I might um I might shoot him a message see if he wants to come around, see if uh, see if I can be beaten on the court yet because it hasn't happened yet. But oh, fair um, enough. yeah, <laughs> it's a little big. I I just wanted you to say something stupid or. They <laughs> are shut up. But um, what about? And personally, I think this is the best after the siren goal I've ever seen. Honestly, ever seen. Dan Houston's goal. But did you firstly did you watch it live? Were you watching it? Yeah, I was walking out of the stadium, out of the Gabba, and after the uh, NRL, and I was like, oh, quick, I got to flick this game on. And I watched the last three minutes, I think, and I thought, mate, I thought the Bombers were home. I thought they were home. Mate, I, I was out for dinner and um, I, uh, I I was just live updating the score and I seen Essendon kick the goal and it was 33-minute mark or whatever. And then as I turned it on, Dan Houston was lining up and then I had a little I had a little bet on who pays for dinner with um, with who I was with. And, uh, yeah, I said – I actually thought – I said, there's no way he's kicking this. Wet weather, I don't know what the breeze is doing, but the I could only imagine the ball would have been extremely waterlogged there's no way he's kicking this. And, and the guy I was with straight away said, yeah, he'll kick it. And then, yeah, kicked it. So I paid for dinner. But, mate, it's is it the best after the Gorans, after the siren goal you've seen? Uh, yeah. Well, it's probably one of the most, like, impossible ones that you would think because given the conditions, as you mentioned, the ball, everything, like, he was 60 metres out, he kicked it. The only thing is, the only question I've got for you is, oh, no, did he play on? <laughs> I knew you were going to ask this. Always looking at it from a different point of view. Um, oh, yeah, technically he did. He went off his line, yeah. But maybe he asked the umpire. Because I'm not sure of the rules. Like I watched – so I saw Jeremy Finlayson kick a goal from outside 50, same thing, same sort of run-up, ran a little arc, and the umpire standing there calls play on. So on the siren. if you put those two together, yeah. I, I wonder if we can put those two together and have a look at it. No, no, this is like in the same game, not on the siren, okay. but like during the okay. game. So it's the same situation. He's outside 50. He's having a shot. The umpire calls play on because he runs an arc to get more penetration. Does Dan uh, Houston play on? Well, technically in the in the uh, laws of the game, I think he does, yes. I don't reckon I've heard anyone talk about it. Well, no. I heard – I heard. Um, I think Nader. Nader was talking about it today on uh, – Oh, was oh, he? At the footy club yesterday. So, yes. I. Uh, oh, it is technically play on. But I know Buddy because Buddy Franklin's – He's he's um set shots. He's got a natural arc, and I think the umpires know that, so they never call play on. Maybe who knows? I've got no idea. But wouldn't that be a downer if they said 
No, as he's on. kicked a goal. <laughs> Did Imagine you just if see he's like lining up, lining up, and they call play on, and he's <laughs> oh, no. just about to kick the ball. <laughs> You'd be flat. Did you see? Did you see the um <laughs> the goal cam view? And did you see yeah. the goal umpire, <laughs> mate? Hey, he's getting smashed pillar to post. And you know what was funny? He was like getting like everyone off him, like <laughs> trying to get the spot so he could like see the see the post. It was unbelievable. Okay, credit to him. He did a fantastic job. He got in the great position. <laughs> I know that's midcraft, I mean. mate. <laughs> we need we, that is midcraft. We need to we need to give a big shout out to him. And um, yeah, unbelievable. What you know? You didn't say. Well, you didn't give me an answer. What is – think of a goal that comes to mind that you can say almost rolls it. I've got one. I, I've got one after siren goal that I think is unbelievable. The only one I just remember off the top of my head right now is is actually Zach Bailey, one of my teammates, when he kicked that goal against the Pies at Marvel Stadium, that set shot. Yeah, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable because that passage of play building up to that was incredible. Um, yeah. My one after the siren is Luke Shuey's 2017 – Elimination oh, final against yep. Port Adelaide. And Huge. I mean, yeah, because that's like season on the line where obviously Dan Houston, um, his kick is a lot harder. But Luke Shuey's, mm. you know, I could only imagine if it was me, man, I'd be like trying to guide it. I'll probably get a, I'd go, oh, I got a cramp. Can Caleb Daniel kick it or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to kick it. No way. Um, but no, nah, unbelievable goal. Uh, but any, anything else uh, catch your mind? Um, with footy this week, any uh, anything else uh, stand out or anything? Not really. It was good to just have, you know, the normal games back on telly because I feel like when the buys are on, there's a few games and you, you're like, oh, I wonder who's playing now and no one's playing. So mm. it's great to have everyone back playing and, and now we look forward to the, the back end of the year where, where it gets exciting. Agreed. What about, I actually haven't asked you, Thursday night footy, would you have that all year round? Are you a fan of that? I would. I think it's awesome. I think it's good for... The fixture, the scheduling, the fans, I think it, it probably depends a little bit with the fans because they've got to go to work on Fridays and um, things like that. So I don't know whether it's the right time slot for a Thursday night because I still feel like 7.20 is getting pretty late. Maybe they could trial a, a different time for it so then guys, oh, everyone can get home a bit earlier and work the next day. So, But oh, I love the idea of it. I think it should be – I nearly think footy should be nearly every day of the week. It'd be awesome, like the NBA style. Mm. Do you remember during um, COVID, the COVID year that we had, we actually had yeah. footy was on like every day. It was like a, was it a 14 day frenzy maybe? Something, like something, that? something crazy. I mean, don't ever want to go through COVID again, but no, I, I think it should be too. It'd be pretty cool. You know, but then, sick. but then you'd probably have to factor in more games, but you know, that wouldn't look too bad on the, uh, on the, uh, on the resume at the end of your career when you've played 500 games, but um. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we can uh, maybe uh, the powers to be can listen. Um, your game this week, you uh, obviously potentially might not play. We um, obviously don't know yet, but um, obviously playing the Eagles, uh, they were a lot more competitive on the weekend, and I think I believe they're actually getting. Um, I think Jeremy Govins coming coming back in, and they might get a couple, um, you know, senior players back. Obviously. Um, you know, no game is easy and um, you never take a game lightly. Uh, the challenges going into this week uh, for you for you guys, obviously another home game, touched on you might, might not be playing. Um, you know, how do, how do you approach this week? No, I think it's safe to say, mate, that I won't be playing this week. So we'll just get that one out of the way first, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it's going to, yeah, that I think we watched uh, a bit of their game today, actually, against the Saints and they took it right up to them. It was a... Mm. It was a cracking game of football over in Perth last week on um, Sunday. So, or Sunday or Saturday? Might have been Saturday. Um, Sunday. Sunday, yeah. So, it was, yeah, they're going really well. I think, you know, obviously they're, well, they're not going so well as well as what they would want because the week before they were disappointing against the Swans and they all came out and said on record that that was really disappointing for them. So, we expect them to come over here with a full head of steam. Um, Like we say with every team, if you're going to be off slightly, then... I think the opposition will, will take a mile. So we're going to have to be at our very best again. Obviously coming off a really good win, but now it's, you know, you want to reset and you want to go again and, and bring all those things that we brought last week that put us in that position against the Tigers to hopefully that'll put us in the same position against the Eagles. Um, who are, 
it is a massive flight over here from Perth. It's about five hours, I think. So mm. hopefully we can um, catch them napping early on in the game and um, get the jump. But it's going to be a good game around the contest. They've still got some senior players in and around the ball. Uh, Shuey, led by Shuey. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the gaffs, um, the Tim Kellys, they'll be, but he'll be back in. Uh, who else have I missed? Yo's out. Um, Sheed's in there. Like they've got some senior mm. players. Hearn's mm. back playing and um, they're all premiership players, mate. So they know what to expect week to week and, and how to, how to tackle teams that, uh, you know, like to move the, move the footy well. So, it's going to be a good test for us. We need to be ready to go, that's for sure, on, on Saturday afternoon. And, yeah, look forward to – obviously, I'm not going to be out there, but look forward to kicking back and watching the boys go about it. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. I think they're going to come with a want and a hunger. And, um, you know, I feel like I've been in – well, I have. I've been in a position that um, the Eagles are probably currently in now. They've only won one game for the year. And um, expectation on them to win games weekly externally probably aren't there. But internally, you, you – you have this belief that, um, you know, as you've touched on, you give anyone an inch, uh, the teams are good enough to have a sniff or have a chance and, and no doubt they're going to want to take it up to you guys because you, you guys are one of the benchmark teams in the competition and, um, you know, it's exciting as a fan being able to look forward to something like that, seeing, you know, how the Eagles are going to go about it this week because you never like, you know, the fact that they lost by whatever it was two weeks ago, you being, again, a, a rival player, but I don't like seeing that. I don't like seeing these players, mm. you know, that they, they put their um, heart and soul on the line. They work their, their asses off to, to get drafted and play footy. No one wants to go out there and lose by whatever they lose by. So you end up kind of barracking for them in a way. And, you know, I know on the weekend watching their game against St. Kilda, I was, you know, watching them and wanting them to do well and, and seeing how they go about it. So I've got no doubt that they'll be able to um, – you know, they'll be right up for it and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping they are because, um, you know, you said their senior players are premiership players and they're more than capable of, um, of performing. Um, I want to do this thing now for us going on to the end of the season. We have to choose the team we're coming up against. I want you to choose a player that you would pick from that team to put into your team. So this week, for instance, where you guys are playing the West Coast Eagles. I want you to choose a West Coast Eagles player that you wish you could take from the Eagles and put into your team. Oh, that we're going to be playing against. Uh, that, we're going to, that you're going to be playing against. Maybe like a Tom Barras, Jeremy McGovern, Tom Barras type. Why is that? That's that. Just because, you know, key position defender can take a mark, uh, very reliable under the ball, I think, yeah, would fit into our system nicely. I think I think Oscar Allen would be probably another one that I would consider. But you guys have Eric Hipwood and, um, and obviously Joey Joe Danaher. Danaher. But I think, and we had this on the start bench cut. I think Oscar Allen is an absolute gun and is going to be um, appreciated a lot more once West Coast start winning more games and obviously climbing up the ladder. But no, it's not a bad one. It's not a bad one, that player. Who would yours be before we uh, move on? <laughs> Mine's a hard one because I know <laughs> so many of the guys and I love them. Uh, selfishly, I'd say Jeremy Howe because I love him and um, I'd want him to come over and he'd be a great player in our back line. Um, so I'm going to say him. Uh, but there's so many players I can choose. I'm just thinking I'm, oh, there's Jack Crisp and then there's obviously Nick Dacos, Josh Dacos. But one guy I feel like would you know, really, really help us um, would be a guy like Brody Majek. And yep. I think, and I always tell checkers, I've always told him whenever I've come up against him that he's one of my favorite teammates that I've ever played with. He's one of those guys that you want him on your team because he does everything that he can for the team and, and plays right to the final siren. And it's great to see now. I feel like he's well and truly getting reward for all that. And um, in my opinion, he's right up there in the All-Australian contention and, you know, he, I could see him in the All-Australian team at the end of the year. Um, but, yeah, he's probably the guy that um, I'll choose. And there's so many, you know. There's so many for Collingwood. <laughs> Jordan Ngoi is another one. Darcy Moore. Oh, Darcy Moore would be unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the list goes um, on. The list goes on. But I'm going to say um, – I'm definitely going to say Brody Majek. Um, no, that's good. Anything else? Anything else for footy before we move on? No, mate. All good. 
Okay, well, the netball. What a big week it yeah. is. This time next week, we're going to know whether Tip is a champion or not. How is she feeling? <laughs> How are you feeling? You're obviously the partner. You're as nervous as what Tipper will be. Um, you know, how are you feeling? How is she feeling? Yeah, I think, oh, she's excited first and foremost. It's a, I said to her, like, you've got to enjoy this because it's not every day that you'll be playing in a grand final, let alone, you know, obviously winning or losing. So it's a massive week for, for the Thunderbirds. They haven't been in the grand final for 10 years, I'm fairly sure, or they haven't won one for 10 years. So, um, and yeah, it's, it's strange because they're playing the Swifts again, which will be three games in four weeks that they've played the, mm. the Swifts. So it's going to be a huge challenge. They've obviously had some really close games over the, the past few weeks and even in the past few years, I think they've always been close. So um, yeah, exciting Saturday night, I think, in Melbourne, 7 o'clock. So it's going to be a, a massive game and yeah, looking forward to obviously um, watching and hopefully Tip is a, the champion this time next week, mate. It'd be awesome. Uh, we're all barracking for her. I'm barracking really hard for her. Hopefully, hopefully she wins. Um, what's your plans? Because obviously now you're not playing games on the Saturday night. Are you yeah. going to be able to get down and watch? Uh, still working through it, but hopefully, hopefully I can get down there and um, support her. Because yeah, it is. It's once in a lifetime uh, opportunity, and you know if she, oh, I just want to be there for her if I can. So whether that's um, early or later on. I'll just make sure that I get down at some point just to make sure I'm there, mate, and supporting you. That's good. Um, do you know if they do like a open training session, like the last session or something where you get the fans involved? Because, you know, that's obviously, you know, we play the game for the love of the game, but a massive part of the reason why we play is for the fans. Do you know if they're yeah, doing one? I think they are doing one. I saw something on Instagram today that they've got an open training session maybe in Adelaide. Um, oh, nice. Let me just double check. Yeah, let me double check. Do you know if they – is the preparation um, similar to where interstate team maybe fly out on the Thursday, play on the Saturday, or would you fly the night before or the day before, um, give yourself a day, or get there a little bit earlier to prepare because obviously it is a massive week for the girls? Yeah, I th I'm fairly sure they go over Thursday. So they go over – I'm actually just seeing this now. So um, they have an open training session at 4 o'clock. I think on the Friday. So, uh, yeah, Friday, four o'clock for the Thunderbirds and the Swifts at 2.30. So, um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to to do a bit of a captain's run. I'm sure they've probably never really experienced that type of thing before mm. uh, outside of, you know, playing in finals where the, the crowd and your, all your fans come to support you the day before a game. It's awesome. And it's great because the Victorians love um, supporting netball and sport in general. So, it's going to be a great build-up and, um, you know, the the state of Victoria is well and truly going to get around it. Before we move on from the netball for the last time, before next week is we we know the result, um, what about the prelim final on Saturday? Unbelievable game. Oh, talk about all these things that happened. Yeah, unbelievable over the weekend. Like, to, I was at the rugby and then I watched that uh, Dan Houston goal off the siren and at the same time, the netball was going on. So it was like everything was happening. And uh, yeah. I remember flicking it on because I saw the score and Fever were up by five points. And I was like, oh, geez, like they're going to run away with this. And then they took off the uh, Sasha Glasgow in probably one of their, their best shooters and um, just couldn't quite get it done. Huge result. I know, I know. And, and I, I was the same. I, I was turning it on, watching it as well. I was actually watching that game um, instead of the, the Port Adelaide game. Had it on my phone whilst I was out for dinner. And... Yeah, I thought the game was over. So I, I turned it off and I was like, yep, Fever of One. So Fever V Tipper on – I love how I keep saying Tipper. Fever V Thunderbirds on <laughs> uh, on uh, Saturday. And then I just kept checking. And then, yeah, the I've actually never seen a team, the way the Swifts held the ball for that last minute to actually, you yeah. know, get the final point. Because um, I've seen teams try and do that and – They'll turn it over or get called for a held or something. The fact that they were able to stay cool, calm and collected and deliver in that final minute, um, yeah, it was one of the best endings to a game that I've seen or probably ever. In, in that, well, it was as good as the the first final that um, the, the Thunderbirds played in against the Swifts. Yeah, it was. It was a very impressive. I think the maturity probably of their group stood up in that final moment of that game because they've all, I feel like they've all played together for a long period of time. Um, the Swift, so yeah, definitely stood up in that moment. 
So we wish Tipsy and the Thunderbirds all the very best. Hopefully they get the job done and um, yeah, and then she can be a special guest on here with uh, with Jack White lifting that uh, that championship. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of Jack White, he just signed a new deal at OKC, didn't he? He did. He did. He's, he's just won a championship. Speaking of that, how's the money getting thrown around in oh. in the NBA? Uh, unbelievable. Seen Cam Johnson, as I said, at Southland the other week and – Two days, two days later, he's signing a hundred and eight million dollar deal. Unbelievable! And Paddy Mills is at Oklahoma too with um with Josh Giddy, which is you know great for the Australians. Jock Landau signed a I think thirty million dollar deal. So um yeah, unbelievable. All right, so moving on to our next segment, the one we love and all our fans love is the start bench cuts. This week it's a it's a very tough one, and we've been sending in a few off the Instagram page. And we've got Teach teach Me How to Dougie um, sent this one through. So <laughs> Chris Judd, Simon Black, and Nathan Buckley. This is probably one of the hardest ones I reckon we've done yet. Yeah, I, I, I think this is definitely the hardest one um, we've done. And as you said before I answer, I want to, again, thank the, the Aces for sending in the suggestions because we're going to do this for the rest of the year and we love seeing the suggestions because you've sent so many good ones. And there's some funny ones that you've sent through that we'll answer maybe on a uh, a whole episode where we're just doing start bench cut. But um, this one itself, it's, it's a hard one for me because Chris Judd was my favorite player growing up. So yep. clearly my answer is going to be Chris Judd and unbiased the aside, I would think Chris Judd anyway because this guy, the most explosive, powerful around stoppage player that I've ever, ever seen. And he was my favorite player at West Coast prior to going to Carlton, which was a team that I'd supported. So the fact that he went to Carlton, who I absolutely loved, couldn't believe it. So had the number five on my back, you know, generational player, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest of all time. So the star for me was always going to be easy. Chris Judd is who I'm starting. The benching cuts hard because both absolute superstars, <laughs> superstars, yeah. uh, was able to watch both of them play. Obviously, no, um, you know, bucks through him coaching me, and um, you know, was one of the great players of of all time, definitely of of the era. Simon Black was the exact same. But the reason why I would bench Nathan Buckley is because the power and strength that he had and the ability that he had to, you know, and they were all able to take over a game, but he could literally dominate a game just by his pure strength and power. So Bucks would be my bench and then unfortunately I'd cut Simon Black. And that is a hard cut because Simon Black, again, is one of the greatest modern day players or his era players of all time. So there we are. Juddy start, Bucks bench, Black cut. What about you? Interesting, interesting. I think the biasy uh, might have impacted your, 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 the real truth there. But um, now nah, mine, mine's a little bit different to yours. It's actually really different. I'm gonna go with starting Simon Black wow. because I think that he was, he was, mate, he was something special. He led, mate, three time, like three Pete. Just the way that he played, mate. He's a, he's a generational player. He's one of the best players that's ever played the game, I think, and. And the other thing too is is a, a ripping bloke. Like I've actually yeah. come across him, you know, like last year when we were um we're in Tassie together and we ran into Banger in Tassie and I was a bit in awe of uh of him. Well, I met Blackie up here when I moved up and mate, I was in awe. And I just remember like seeing him play games of football and just the way that he played and just to meet him and chat to him and stuff, like unbelievable. So I'm going to start him, and then I'm going to I'm going to bench Juddy because I agree with you. I think Juddy is a uh, same thing, a generational player, and uh, one of those people that I looked up to as a kid. And I actually got to meet him. I was going through primary school in Yarram, and he he and the Carlton boys came down to to do a clinic with us. Like oh, wow. Yarram, of all places, two and a half hours away from Melbourne, and um, then I've seen him around the traps too. So another good guy, and then I'll I'll cut bucks. But that's stiff because Bucks is a, an absolute superstar himself too. <laughs> Mate, Bucks is – I believe that is you're showing your age and how young you are. You clearly didn't see Bucks at his best. I don't think I really saw – I don't really saw – I didn't – like Blackie as well. I didn't see him at his best, but I just know – Yeah, but no, no, no. Blackie's, 
Blackie was as good as ever right up till he retired. Where yeah. Juddy obviously lost his pace a little bit and injuries had had hurt him a little bit his last couple of years. Um, where Blackie was all Bucks, mate, at his best. And as I said, my bias deal with Juddy because he was my favorite. He was my idol. I love that guy. So I'm always going to put him first. It's like it's like Kevin Durant, LeBron James. I'm going to put Kevin Durant because I'm biased towards Kevin Durant when I know LeBron is probably better. Well, he is. Nathan Nathan Buckley at his best was as whoa, as good as anyone you'll see. Go back and watch his highlights, mate. Unbelievable. Like I would almost yeah. have, I'd have them both. I I'd have them both start, and then I'd just. Oh, I can't do that. But oh, mate, it is one of the hardest ones of of um we've had to do because they're all champion. They're all you know they're all Brownlow medalists. Juddy yeah. won twice. They've all won Norm Smiths. Blackie won one. Yep. Bucks won one in a losing team. Juddy won one in a losing team as well, actually, which is unbelievable. Multiple Australians. Yeah, well, Bucks can't help who he plays with. Juddy couldn't help who he played with either. Michael Voss no, was there. Nigel Lappin was there. Jonathan Brown was there. I, Luke Power. I know, I know, I know. But I just think that that's what that's my thing. I think you know he's a he's been an unbelievable player in a ripping team, in a ripping team that have won premierships. Yeah, I, I get that, but you can't help who your teammates are. So I don't really like that argument about because he's won more flags. Because if we're going to go down that path, then oh, I've got some plenty to argue with about who's better and who's not better if we're going down the premiership path. <laughs> they're, they're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah. Like they've won Norm Smiths. They've won Brownlows. They're all Australians. You know, the list goes on. But Blackie has won premierships as well. And I just think that that puts him on top of the rest. I don't agree. Because as the individual, Juddy and Bucks were better because let me answer this Nathan Buckley's team's right was he the best player on the team well yes Chris Judd and you can't say Ben Cousins or Daniel Kerr were better than Chris Judd because they weren't better than Chris Judd oh Benny Cousins was pretty close no. but probably probably not probably not probably not as good as Juddy yes okay what about Simon Black well, no, I think he was the best player Mo- in his team. I'd say Michael Voss was the best player in his team, and I'd say Jonathan Brown would probably almost be. You can't, you, you can't, have- you can't throw Jono Brown in there. He's a different position. He's a different position. Okay, you can throw Voss throw- in there because he plays around the ball. But mate, Blackie would have been up there with the best player in that team. Yeah, but he wasn't. Michael Voss was the best player in the team, and and yeah. as you said, I love Simon Black. I think. As you said, I've met him, one of the most nicest human beings you'll ever meet, an absolute superstar. But unfortunately, I'd go Judd, Bucks, Black. Okay. Put put Juddy and Bucks in that Brisbane team. Five in a row, mate. Six in no, a row. No, no, no. No, no, no. Who's better? Who's better? You're saying that oh, so I, I wasn't as good I think as Bossy? Ju- yeah. So I, again, would say no one's better than Judd. The only players I've seen better than Judd at his best is Dustin, probably Dustin Martin right up there, Gary Ablett. They're probably the three. Nathan Buckley, I reckon, see, see, that's a good debate. Bucks v. Voss. I think Bucks. Maybe it's because I'm ignorant towards, I didn't see Brisbane Lions as much as I did Collingwood growing up. And again, no disrespect to Vossi because he's a superstar, but I'm going to say Bucks. What are you going to say? Nah, Vossi. <laughs> this is where your Brisbane loyalty is coming out now. <laughs> um, it's good. We had a nice little uh, debate about it. I like it. I, um, you know, good. as as we said, we're gonna we're gonna do this every uh, every episode for the rest of the year, and um, we thank everyone for sending through their suggestions because they've been great. Um, yep. Couple questions. Couple questions to finish the potty off. Um, and as we said, we love getting the the fans to send questions in. So I'm going to read some out for you and you read some out for me and uh, answer the best you can, mate. I'll start. This is a good one. This is from Charlie Miller. Who's got the best AFL song? Don't be bo- – so you can't answer your own and you can't answer the Bulldogs because you played at the Bulldogs. Yeah, so someone else. I think probably the, the most iconic song I think would be either Richmond or Collingwood. But do you think it's the best? In your opinion, which song do you like hearing – over the speakers. Well, it's hard because if you're hearing it when you've lost, you don't like it. But think about when you were a kid, what was a song that you would hear, a, f- a footy song, and you would go, oh, that's my favorite. Well, I was a Sydney supporter, so it was the Swans. But 
Okay. Yeah, I think over the over the like I've been to a few games at the G where Richmond have played and their theme song and they do the the drums before they run out and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. So I'm going to say Richmond. Yeah, I think either Port Adelaide or Richmond. And if similar, I like how the Port Adelaide fans get into the Port song. But yeah, it was a it was a good song. They're good songs. All right, I've got one here from uh, this is left field one. But it's from Lancaster Harles Nine. What do you reckon about the uh, the Johnny Bairstow controversial wicket by Alex Carey? Did you see the cricket? Yeah, I seen it. Well, the thing is for me, if if it's in the rule book, right? Yeah, and he gets him out, he's out. There's no complaining. The, I agree. The Bairst- Bairstow should know. Yes, he should. And it was yeah. like he just so- had a brain fade and. Now they're just no going back on it. I mean, if if they're doing the old man cad, you know the man cad where they coming in. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Where they come in a bowl yeah. and they quickly stump them. Yeah. Um, maybe that's a little bit off, but no, nah, I've got no issue with it. No issue at all. It's a bit of a disgrace because the way that the Aussies were treated in that room, the long room or whatever it's called, like, um, yeah, out of control. Out of control. Oh, well. Oh, well. We won. We're 2-0 up. That's all that matters. Um, this is from Will underscore Warren underscore eights. Favorite warm-up song before a game? Well, I can tell you this, actually, Ads, is it, at the Lions, it is a very different build-up to, like, the dogs. Like, I don't know if it was different for you at Collingwood or GWS, but it is a very... You know how the Bulldogs, it's very, like, upbeat, like, the music's pumping all the time. There's a playlist, like it's just always going. Well, at the Lions, like sometimes it's just dead silent. So like really? you'll be in the rooms and we'll, we'll come back in and it's like you just get your time to just switch sure. on and start, you know, do your own thing and chill and then be ready to go. And then the music comes on. So it's been a bit different for me, the build up and stuff. So um, I don't really know what kind of song gets me going. On the way to the game, I might listen, you know, I love Coldplay. That's my probably one of my favorite artists, so I'd listen to some of that. So, Viva La Vida, one of my one of my faves. I could, I like it. What about you? I always go back to the same. Um, you know that song "Looking for Me" from Paul yeah, Woodford. Yeah. We used to always listen to it, and um, yep. Lane Eight. You know, Lane Eight play that the rope. It's called the rope. They're like, um, I've got them. I've got them saved on my phone because we uh, we, we used to play it on the way to the games mm-hmm. all the time. Yep, together. Yeah, they were my favorites. How would you feel if we played against each other in a final? I'm hoping that it's a very realistic chance. So hopefully I can answer that for you in about eight weeks' time. But, oh, I'd be, it'd be great. <laughs> it's hard to answer. It'd be great, mate. I, I would, I would want to win that bad. Just, I just know <laughs> I'd want to win that bad. Yeah. So, so bad. How would you feel? Oh, it'd be pretty, it'd be pretty funny. It'd be pretty, um, yeah. Yeah, it'd be. I'd be a bit nervous, definitely. I'd be nervous for sure. But it'd be a, it'd be a pretty special moment, I think, to to do that, especially after you know, obviously not there anymore, and we 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 still do this and we talk to each other and still keep in contact with a lot of the boys. So it'd be a huge, um, huge thing to happen. Yeah, be exciting. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand with my question. Aside from ads, which teammate do you miss the most? Miss the most? Oh, I'd probably have to be Crosby or Aaron Norton, I reckon. Miss playing with those two boys, Big Naughty and Cros. Poor Crosby's out with injury at the moment. But um, yes. yeah, miss miss playing with Naughty. Naughty had a he, – he had something like a, just a big presence about him. And I used to – I uh, love getting around him when he'd take a huge contested mark and kick goal and things like that. So his banter and stuff around the, the footy club was great too. That's good, mate. A couple more. A couple more before we finish. Oh, there's some funny ones. I've still got a few. Have you got one lined up? Because I'm just looking through a few of them here. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this one and then I'll get you to finish. This is just this nice, simple one. Edward right. underscore underscore 11s. What is your favorite Gatorade flavor? Oh, Great question. Mine's the the watermelon. Oh, not bad. I haven't had that in a long time. What's yours? My one my one is it's a tie between the grape and 
Oh, the yeah. blue one. Is it called Blue Arctic, I think? Yeah, the grape and the Blue Arctic. That's the tie. The, have you tried that um, that new one, the green apple? Have you tried that? Yeah, it's good. It's elite. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it, mate. I like sour drinks. I'm actually not too sure about it. I thought it was a bit um, a bit rough. A bit rough. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll let, let Gatorade know. All right. I've got one here. Um, Tez Shear. Favorite holiday destination to escape the Melbourne winter. This is obviously for you, Ads. Oh, I loved Hawaii. I went to Hawaii, Fiji. They're good places. But when I think about the holidays that I've been to, I've been on. Sorry, Hawaii's the um, that's the number one. I love the fact that you know it's it's hot all the time. The beaches are cool. It's it's we're technically in, in the states, American sport, NFL. But yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Hawaii, and I, I look. I'm looking actually wanting to go there again this year. Hopefully take Georgie there. Maybe you and Tipper can come along too. Yeah, nice. We might might be able to do that, organize it. Um, I had a, I had a similar question too saying, where would you live if you weren't living in Australia? And that would that be your answer? I'd probably go to New Zealand. New Zealand New is where Zealand. I live. Yep. New Zealand is beautiful. My stepdad's from there. Um, we've got some family over there. So, yeah, New Zealand would probably would be where I'd reside. Yeah, that's a interesting one. I never would have thought of that. Is that because of the the country land and just the open space, or? Uh, well, because I can't be in Australia, and yeah. Australia's best country in the world. I'm not sure if you've been in New Zealand, but Australia, New Zealand is very much like Australia. You know, been to Queenstown, been to Auckland, went to um, Taranaki is where um, my my family's from. So my my stepdad's side of the family's from there. Um, you know, it's a beautiful, beautiful place to be, and uh, yeah, my I can I, I reckon I could see my mum and and you know my younger brother and sister settling there and living there. I'd love that. It'd be cool. I'd love to go to New Zealand, follow the All Blacks for a year or something. Yeah, that'd be sick. That'd be awesome. What about you? Answer you can answer yours. Uh oh, yeah, I'd probably go to the states somewhere, but it wouldn't be somewhere busy. It'd be somewhere low key, like San Diego or something like that. Mm. Somewhere that's a bit out of the um. The big smoke because I would like to have a bit of land and a bit of my own kind of space to have, you know, the family and and things like that. So that's my answer, mate. My answer, if it was normal, probably be Yarram or something. <laughs> you would not live on a farm. I think we all, every, even our fans would know that by now. You would just be so far away from any kind of mud or, you know, things that smelt or whatever it was. So <laughs> that's you, not- you can't, mate. You, that's not true you because you wait. You, hey, give, you give me mate, 10 years from now. You can't even catch your own daughter's spew, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, my shirt did. That's why. <laughs> Another great episode. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget the uh, the Oz American Aces apparel is coming. Online orders, pre-order next Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So uh, Wednesday the 12th of July, uh, six hoodies and six T-shirts. So make sure you jump on there and, and pre-order. Um Update on the 1,000 five-star ratings before we do a massive giveaway. We're up to 788, so 212 to go. So make sure you jump on and rate us five stars because once we get to that 1,000, we've said it every week, uh, we're going to do a massive giveaway. So be sure to get involved and and jump on it and and support us. So um, thanks, Adzi. It's been another great episode, mate. Looking forward to the next one already. But uh, all the best this week. And, um, yeah, we'll chat soon. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. 